You're listening to The Pipeline Show with Guy Flaming. You don't scare me. I got chunks of guys like you in my stool. We're back on The Pipeline Show and continuing on with another WHL team preview. Of course, all of these, because they're WHL teams, brought to you by dubnetwork.ca, all these in-the-dub segments. You can stay up to date on everything happening around the Western Hockey League, and there is a lot going on these days at dubnetwork.ca. You can check it out every day. Uh, the next team in the spotlight, the Lethbridge Hurricanes. And it, uh, that is always good news because that means I get to speak with Peter Anholt again. Uh, welcome back to the program, Pete. How are you? Really good. Thanks, Guy. Thanks for having me. Always fun. Well, I always appreciate uh, you making the time, but I know at this time of year, things can get awfully busy. So thanks for uh, squeezing this interview in. And uh, maybe we'll start by looking at the players from last year's uh, playoff roster who aren't back with the club this year, uh, the 320s that you lose from last year's team, Taylor Ross, Jake Elmer, uh, and on the back end, and Igor Mareshko. Uh, I know there are, it's a rather lengthy list of other players who still have eligibility, but you're not expecting back. I don't like Zach Cox. I know is not a part of the organization anymore, but also some guys who are headed off to NHL camps uh, and teams uh, starting their pro careers. What's that list look like? Who's not back from last year's team? Well, hey, you, you mentioned Zach Cox, and of course, uh, added to that that list would be Scott Mahovlich. Uh, Scott uh, has moved on. We we waived both of those players, and and Mahovlich has gone to Nanaimo to play in the BC Junior League. And at this moment, Zach Cox is with the Swift Current Broncos. So hopefully, he can stick with them. That'd be a, that'd be good for him if he could. Um, the other three, of course, the big, big names, probably the bigger names are, 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 uh, Jordy Bellarive and Jake Lasician and Nick Henry. Um, all three are signed. We don't expect any of them back. We're planning, uh, that way. Now, if something changes that is out of our control, I guess we'll be happy to deal with it. But, uh, at this point, all three, have moved on, and uh, I think they have had their heads around moving on, and and so we we basically have got the three overages in camp that we plan on starting with and running with, and that's Coltrane Wilson and Ty Prefontaine, our two defensemen, and then we picked up DJ Drome from the Victoria Royals on, in this in a summer deal, uh, a local overage, and he's got some skill, and and we're happy to have him. All right. Well, we've covered off. Uh, we've checked a couple of boxes. We don't have to ask about the the overagers. Then let's skip right to the uh, the import players uh, that you have. Uh, and I mentioned that uh, Igor Mareshko has uh, moved on now. He's aged out of the league and will be playing pro. Um, what's your over or your import situation right now for the Hurricanes? Well, we'll return Danella Polivko uh, on our back end. He's an one He's a late birthday, so. He'll be an NHL draft pick this year, I believe, uh, if he keeps developing the way he should. Uh, six foot five, uh, defenseman that can make a first pass. So hopefully, hopefully he'll make a bigger impact for us this year in his second year. And then we acquired in the, in the European draft, the import draft, we picked up Oliver Ocular, who's a 99 who's a sorry he's a he's a 19 year old left winger played in played in uh, Sherbrooke of the Quebec uh, major junior hockey league last year Guy. so we 
we added an older guy. We thought we needed to add an older guy. We've done that with DJ Drome. Now we've done that with Ocular. Uh, so we think that that's a good fit for us. Hopefully he can step in and play in our top six role in, in any given way. Now, it's a, you could have gone to Europe and taken a, a guy who's 19 and, and brought him across and, and done it that way. Is it a bonus that uh, Ocular played in North America last year so there's a little bit more familiarity with a CHL rink and, and, and everything that uh, goes along with uh, playing on this side of the pond? Well, it seems to be the case. Uh, I think his, even his transition, even through training camp and, and so on here, is, has been seamless. Uh, he speaks really good English and, and, uh, you know, he understands, I think, uh, what we're, what we're trying to accomplish over here and, and so on. So, no, he's been really good, uh, since he's, since he's joined us. So, it's been an easier fit, I think, than, uh, and it was an easy fit in a sense that we could really, really look at a lot of video on him. But we didn't pick till 49th in the in the draft, so you know a lot of things had to fall into place for us to get him, and and they did. So we're happy about that. Now, 49th out of 60 teams, that means you had a good year last year, and that that certainly was the case. Uh, all right, let's look at the. The players that you still have uh, with the team as camp has gone on now and uh, into the preseason. You haven't played your first preseason game quite yet, as you and I are speaking at least. Uh, who who uh, who do you have still uh, with you right now uh, when it comes to goaltenders? How many goalies do you have with the team right now? We've just got the two. Uh, we signed a Pickla kid, a, a 17-year-old out of out of Kelowna that's going to go, a 16-year-old, I should say, out of Kelowna that's going to go play in Notre Dame in the with the Hounds this year. So we're happy about that move for him. But we sent him off there early so he could get established with his team. He was really good with us through camp. Um, but but that left us with our two incumbents who ended off the year with us last year and in Carl Tedichuk and and Thompson. So we're pleased about that. Both of them will get two exhibition games and prepare themselves for the regular season. So we're set in goal. We're happy with the two guys we have. We have have the 18-year-old and the 17-year-old. So so we like it that we can, you know, really develop our own guys. And Thompson, a, a player that you took in the second round a couple of years, well, in 2017, um, so really getting his first kick at being a full-time WHL player, six foot four, 190 pounds. What's not to like about a, a goaltender with that sort of size? Uh, and I guess you've just been having to wait until he was uh, ready to make this jump, and now's the year. Yeah, we like him a lot. He's he's got uh, a lot of really good attributes uh, to be a, a real good goaltender here in our league for the future and and moving on to pro. He's you know, he's he's got the a real good temperament and uh he's got some real good attributes that we like. So so between him and Tadachuk, uh, we think uh, that gives us a real solid base to work from, and uh, we're happy with that. Keith. Could, could this be a platoon system in net for you, where you know you're basically sharing time, or do you expect one guy to sort of evolve as your bona fide starter and play more games than the other? Well, we certainly look at, at uh, Thompson as being a potential guy that's going to push on any given day. And I, you know, when you think back to Stuart Skinner when he played and he was an elite goaltender, he, I mean, he was basically the number one uh, as a 17 year old, but we were lucky to have uh, 
Sittler with us at that time who pushed him on any given day and and that was basically a platoon situation for us and but but right now Tetachuk is the guy and uh and uh we'll just see how how Thompson can can step up and and push on on each day and each game and and we'll see how it goes. We we hope that he's going to push to be a number 1 and that's that's going to make us better and uh give him a lot more opportunities to play in games. Peter Anholt is the GM of the Lethbridge Hurricanes, my guest here on the Pipeline show. All right, with your back end, you mentioned Ty Prefontaine and Coltrane Wilson, the two overage players for you. So you've got lots of veteran experience on the blue line, of course. Uh, and you also mentioned uh, Dylan Polivko back again for a second season. Kalen Addison uh, would be back as well, although you'll miss him a little bit as he goes to NHL camp, but should be back in time for the regular season, correct? Yeah, we expect uh, Kalen to be back for the start of the regular season. And being a 19-year-old and he's a potential world junior player and, you know, he's an elite player, a second-round pick uh, by Pittsburgh, uh, you know, we think he should be one of the better defensemen in the league. And so with with that group and add uh, Alex Cotton to it, and we really like what Ryland Thiessen has brought. He's a rookie 18-year-old, but, but with the way he developed uh, playing midget last year, we really, really like what he's brought and then we got a couple other young guys. Uh, uh, we think Dylan Ash, a 17-year-old who played with Tisdale last year on their march to the Talis Cup uh, finals. Uh, we think he's going to push on any given day. And also uh, uh, Joe Arnston, who's a 16-year-old out of Swift Current. So, so we like our group uh, because of the depth that we thought we had. We we it enabled us to move. Nolan Jones to uh, Victoria, and and we picked up a a forward in that deal, so we liked that deal too. So, but it was because of what we felt we, that we had on depth uh, that we could make that deal. Now we talked about all the players who aren't back uh, from last year's playoff roster, and most of them are forwards. So it seems uh, from the outside looking in that if there's an uh, opportunity to be had, it's uh, largely up front for for you and for the young guys trying to to uh, crack your roster. Um, when you look at the, at your forward group right now, and I know Dylan Cousins, what's his? Maybe we'll start there. What's his health situation to start uh, the, the season? Is he going to be ready for the start? Well, we believe so. I, I, I know that he's been in he's been in Buffalo basically the whole time, geese. So they've been they've been nursing him along. He's he's gotten better and better. I know just in constant contact with. Uh, with the Buffalo organization and we've, we've got a really good rapport with them just because of our relationship that we built up with them through the Giorgio Estefan time that he was with them. But, you know, they, they've been, they've been awesome to deal with. Uh, they've kept them there. They've kind of worked them through the whole process. And, and I believe that he's getting closer and closer but he's unexpected to play in their rookie tournament unless all of a sudden it's a surprise. Yeah. And and then possibly he'll be ready for their training camp and and moving on from there. But but we're not sure on that. That's that's still up in the air. It was a dislocated thumb that did get operated on, but uh they're re- we're really treating it with kid gloves in a sense and uh and so are they and we and we're really pleased about that. So moving forward, are you are you expecting Dylan Cousins back? Maybe it might be a bit of a delayed return, but 
Um, I mean, for me, I, I expect him back in the WHL this year. Oh, I I fully expect him back. Uh, you know, I, I think that, you know, I think we all feel that these young players are they're not ready to play in the NHL uh, and both physically and mentally and you know they they might show at any given time that they have the talent to play there but but I I think it's always a a bit of a crapshoot if you put a, a young body in the, in that competitive environment and and you're putting them at risk and I and I think it seems it seems there seems to be a lot more of a move to sending people back or players back like that than than uh you know than than pushing them into the lineup. So so I you know I fully expect him back. I I think uh, some more years of junior is important for him as a player and to mature as a player and and so we expect him back. It just depends upon what at what point. All right, assuming that's the case, you you have cousins and you mentioned uh DJ Jerome you picked up in, in trade uh, Logan Barlogi will be back. Who else is basically your leadership group up front? Who who's going to be the the guys to lean on outside of those three? Well, we mentioned Ocular, a veteran coming over, a nineteen year old coming over, and and cousins uh, Barlogi and, and Jerome, and then we picked up, uh, which I felt was really important to add another older player. We picked up Dino Cambites from the Victoria Royals in the in the Jones deal. So it gives us another 19-year-old that I think is really important for our hockey club, and and that gives Barlogi and Cousins a lot more support. Uh, past that, then then we look to a guy like uh, Noah Boyko to to take a whole different step as a player uh, after his 16th year, and and so so we we like him a lot. And then a guy like Stringer, even though he's 16, he's he's got the hockey sense to play up at any given time. But basically, our leadership group is that older group, and then we'll see from there whether the group of uh, uh, the old ones with the the two Hall boys, uh, Justin and Adam, have to take a step as far as being players for us at our level. And and then we have a bunch of O2s that really have to take a step and and so there's going to be some really good battles um and we're excited about that all right tell me a bit more about noah boyko you you did take him in the first round uh, in 2017 uh, the 16th overall pick that year and he, he played uh, most of the season for you last year just 15 points but again your roster last year uh young guys were playing further down the depth chart than they probably would have on most teams but uh tell me about noah boyko a port saskatchewan product so People up here will have an interest in him for sure. Well, we really like Boyko. I I, I think that he's he's got the attributes to be a really good player. He's uh, he's really really smart, and he has the has the ability to put himself in good shooting positions and scoring positions. And he loves to score. And you know he's he's gotten bigger and stronger over the summer now. And you know he's ready to take a step. He's He's uh, excited about the the new challenge within our hockey club of 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 you know more more expectations and higher expectations from everybody and you know I mean the NHL draft is looming of course so so we we think that he's going to be a really good player for us and you know and we need him to be uh, we need him to step up and and play in that top six role at any given game. 
but certainly play in the top nine for sure. Well, and another young player you mentioned, Stringer, that would be Zach Stringer, eighth overall pick in 2018, so looking to be a full-time player uh, this year. And uh, that draft class, pretty good Bantam draft. Uh, and uh, there's a you know a lot of high-end scoring talent uh, at the top end of that draft, and, and Stringer is among that group. Nice bonus that he's a Lethbridge kid, so he's uh, already a hometown favorite. Uh, what sort of an impact can you expect from him this year? I probably need to temper expectations a little bit, but, boy, he's got some talent. Yeah, his hockey sense, Guy, is off the charts. I think that that's his biggest and best attribute. He's a big, strong kid, and he's strong on the puck, but but his hockey sense is really, really good. And any time you have players like Lasician, Henry, Bellarive, and, and Cousins and those guys that like playing with them and want to play with them, I think that that's, that says it all right there. Good players like to play with good players, and, and uh, I think that that – kind of uh makes a big big statement he's he's got to keep on working on his skills and everything like that and we got to be careful about about our expectations on him but that being said he had a he did a good job for us when he played uh for us uh, late in the year and into playoffs so we expect him to be a good player for us and and to what level we'll just have to take uh you know be careful that we don't have too high expectations for him all right well i wonder what the expectations are just for the team in general and you look at the central division last year there was so much parity right down to the wire uh it, with the uh the race is just for playoff seating let alone to make the playoff picture and uh that made it really exciting for everybody uh, following it, and I'm sure it was uh, exciting for everybody uh, on the ice and behind the bench and upstairs for the teams as well. When you look at the uh, the division this year and, and maybe even the conference, what do you consider a, would be a successful season for the Hurricanes this year, Pete? Yeah, that's a really good question. And, I mean, I, I think the way we're sitting right now, I think we're certainly a step behind uh, Calgary and Edmonton. I, I think – both those two teams are are the best two teams in our division uh, by far right now. Um, I think that we we are right there and can compete with anybody else in our division. So you know, I would hope that uh, you know we should be able to finish at least uh, you know within the playoff structure there somewhere. I, I'm hoping, anyways. Uh, you know, but but that being said, I mean it's uh, you never know how. How uh, Red Deer is going to be, and then certainly how Medicine Hat's always tough, and of course with Swift Current coming into our division, it changes things a little bit too. So I, I think we're we're situated okay as far as you know the rest of us, but I, I think certainly that Edmonton and Calgary are a step above. Lastly, and uh, least importantly, um, the logo. Remember the logo you guys had uh, three or four years ago? The uh, the plane on the front. The hurricane plane? Uh, yeah, I, I wasn't here at that time, but yeah, I remember the logo for sure. What, yep. w- what would we have to do to bring that back? Because I love that jersey. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? We since we've been here and since I've been here, we're just trying to establish ourselves as a as a competitive team on any given day, and I, I think that we wanted to establish ourselves with with the logo that we have and the and the and the jerseys we have so i that that really is pretty low in the 
or eight lessons for <laughs> you're exactly right about that, that key i i don't uh, i if i'm starting to list off priorities uh, that probably is pretty low but uh but it's a great question uh but i i think it's still pretty low on our priority here awesome okay well pete i really appreciate your time certainly wish you the best of luck this season uh, and look forward to seeing you when the uh, hurricanes come through town here Awesome. Thanks for having me, Guy, and uh, call anytime. Here's Peter Anhold. He's one of the best guys in the league to uh, have a chat with. And uh like that I got him laughing there with the hard-hitting uh, journalism question at the end about the uh, the preferred logo. I put up a Twitter poll right after that conversation because I was just curious, and I, and I polled the audience. The fighter plane is the favorite. It's, it's the one that won the poll. Um, so I sent that on to him as well, but... I don't know if we'll get to see that uh, particular jersey and the logo back again, but it was the best one in my mind. Uh, but maybe you Hurricane fans can let me know what you think. At TPS underscore Gee is uh, where you can get me on Twitter. You can tell me which logo the Hurricanes have had over the last number of years outside of the one that uh, basically was a Washington Capitals ripoff. Um, which one is the, the one that you like the best? Also an update on Dylan Cousins since I had that conversation um, the Buffalo Sabres have cleared him for contact, so he is good to go. Uh, but as you heard Pete say, fully 100% expects him back with the Hurricanes this season. Something for Canes fans to uh, look forward to if, in fact, that does happen. One team left to go, one segment left to go in this week's episode. Back to Saskatchewan, the Regina Pats are the uh, team to close things out this week. And that means John Paddock, the general manager, He's the guest, and that's next here on The Pipeline Show. Now Connor Hoff ships the puck to center for Steele. Lead a 2-1-1. Steele across the line, right side. Waits, goes backhand and scores. Oh my, what a goal, Sam Steele. He absolutely undressed Trevor Martin for a second straight game. Hey, I'm Sam Steele from the Regina Pats, and you're listening to The Pipeline Show. 